What up, what up, 420 Fantasy Hustler back at you. Hey, Bogart, Scott Free, I am Juggernaut. Spencer the Guru here, repping the Guru Nation. Oh, yeah. And we got some rookie rankings for you. We're going to be covering the wide receivers first. We're covering our top 10. We got our consensus ranks. And then we're going to talk about each one of our ranks individually. Be on the lookout for the running backs. We're going to be breaking down the top 10 next. Let's just get into let's get into number one. Chris Olave and Spencer. You're you're the Saints guy here. And we're gonna toss it up to you first. Why is he number one on your list? (laughs) Yeah, Chris Olave, y'all. And this is no bias here. Chris Olave is a legit number one receiver potentially moving forward. And I don't think he'll quite get it this year, but this is dynasty we're talking about. So for dynasty purposes, he's my favorite receiver. Because I don't trust Michael Thomas's long-term health whatsoever. Coming off that ankle, man, that was a serious ankle injury that he had. No telling how long that's going to hold up, if at all. I hate to be negative toward Mike Thomas. I really hope he bounces back. But I'm not too confident that he'll last for the long term. And if he goes down, then boom, insert Chris Olave. He'll be the number one. I know Jarvis is there, but I think Jarvis was brought in to be more of a complimentary piece. Olave is going to be the field stretcher. And we all know Jameis Winston has a cannon arm. So even with my healthy Mike Thomas, he's another one like Jarvis that's more of a, a slant short routes guy where Olave is going to be that field stretcher, has the most upside, and being that he'll get a lot of targets as a stable floor as well. Bogey, you're an Olave truther. You got him at number one on your list too. Let's hear why. Yeah, and like I'm a little more bullish than my man Guru and I think he's going to be the immediate play even like for your leagues this year. I think he's in, I think he's in play day one. Mm -hmm. I mean, redraft dynasty. I like him that much more in dynasty over some of these other guys on my list. You know what I mean? Like consensus one a and B in the industry is Burks and or London and you know, no particular order. I have those guys behind Olave because I think Olave with Winston for this next two years, Winston really gets to secure and surplant himself and uh, probably extend them longer and having them on that two-year leash gives them the it gives them the opportunity to it's like two contract years you know what i mean you know yeah. and i love that because olave that's another guy too like he's a first round p- draft pick so he wants to really go hard his first two years because that third year after that third season even if he has a bad third season if he does well these first two he can get an extension before that fourth year that's just what happens with these type of receivers He's the number one guy. They love Ohio guys. And he's Michael Thomas isn't that type. Like, like my man Guru said, he's 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 more inside and or slot. And you know, hit, hit him with some slants. He's a possession look. And the fact that they signed Landry makes me feel like Mike Thomas. We might need to wait on him. He might not even be ready to start the year. We already heard that news. Then you couple that with they sign Olave. Olave's walking into that number one spot. Give me Olave. So I got Olave in my top four, but I got him at number four. So you guys are, I mean, way more bullish than me on him, but either way, he's in our top four. He's our consensus number one, even with me having him at number four. The main reason why he's at number four under the couple other guys is he's more of the big play threat versus like the possession guy. So I, the three guys that I have above him, I just think are going to finish above him in the reception category, potentially the yards category too. Olave has got the big play potential. Winston makes me a little bit nervous because he seems a little bit smarter than he was in the past. 
and he used to just throw it up without even thinking. And I think him thinking a little bit, he's going to be going for the higher percentage throws downfield. I think I'm going to have to stop you right down. there. You said you think he's a little smarter. Objection, speculation. <laughs> he's his infamous Winston we're talking about here. <laughs> he's coachable. I would have gave you coachable. Definitely not the brightest crayon in the box. That's there for damn sure. We'll meet each other there. I like that. We, we can agree on that one. That's one thing though. He he seemed like he was being a little bit more conservative when it came to to going down the field last year in the small, tiny little sample size. But we know that he can uncork it. But is this the Tampa Bay system where he was just throwing it downfield? Didn't matter. Double coverage, triple coverage. Is he gonna be that crazy with it? Or does Alave even get double covered and triple covered right away? Probably not. Look but. at this team. Kamara's down there too. Yeah, coming out of the backfield yeah. or just running the ball, whatever. They, there's a legit threat. Like early on, this kid might be disrespected. They might just single cover him, and he's gonna be able to right, dodge right. who's out. You know what I mean? Before they start to real, like Kalino circa Justin Jefferson, circa Jamar Chase, were early on. They was going hard until like D coordinators were like, okay, <laughs> we got to put our number one guys on them. You know what I mean? Or double right. them, or like here That's we go. Because there, there is, say we get Thomas eventually, maybe he does play. And then you have Thomas, Kamara, Landry. Olave, they're still the rookie, man. These, these D coordinators aren't going to respect him. Weird. How come they don't know good like got Like you said, got to earn the respect is really what it is. They're not going to yeah. double team a guy like Olave right away. <laughs> unless the play calls for it. And there's just a safety over the top where he happens to be running anyway. Mm -hmm. Some little bracket love. All right, here's Bogard's quick trick. Yes, Spanish. <laughs> so you'll see our, our consensus ranks here. We'll keep going back to this, but Bogard and Spencer, they both got Alave up at number one. I got him at number four. He's our consensus number one. And the consensus number two on the board is Drake London. I got him at number one just because that's addition by subtraction. They got nothing going on there over there besides Kyle Pitts. And I really hate on, on Mariota. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna steal receptions from everyone that bum. But Mariota, I'm one of the biggest haters as far as Mariota throwing to wide receivers. But there's really no one else out there besides Drake London. So I, I got him at number one. I just think he's gonna be the guy who leads all these wide receivers in receptions and yardage. Probably not touchdowns because I don't see the Falcons scoring a lot of points over the entire season. See, and that's my thing. I, I like him longer term, but like the re when I was making these rankings, I was considering like who I like in long term and uh, immediately. I like London, but it's I just don't know what Mariota is. And then are we gonna hope? I mean, I know what Mariota is. Then I don't know what Ritter is because that will happen this year. And then, then that's another thing too is like Kyle Pitts is just a, a bad. He's a bad motherfucker. Like, hopefully it works where Kyle Pitts take so much attention away that London can really ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking London could very well ball. A quarterback situation is not ideal, but outside of Pitts, there's really no reliable options there as far as target hogs. So London could very easily absorb the Calvin Ridley role, which early on Calvin Ridley, he wasn't putting up his usual numbers, but before he dipped out on him, he was still doing all right and was getting a lot of targets. So I think London would see that role. The only thing that concerns me with London is his injury history. He was injured a lot in college, but he's got so much upside. He was the first receiver picked for a reason. He's a huge, big body 
physical freak. And I think if he can stay healthy, he'll be right up there with Olave for that number one spot. We got London on the track. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it could be Julio Jones-esque, but he seems like the same type of build and stuff like that. But yeah. can Mario to get it to him? The same way Matt Ryan used to get the ball to Julio. We shall Mariota. see. Yeah. Now we got Traylon Burks. We got him at the consensus number three. Bogey, me and you have him at number two. Why do you have him at number two on your list? Because um, Tannehill is a legit QB. And they're not going to, it's the same thing when you have a rookie. Like if it's AJ Brown, right? Before AJ Brown already earned his, he already earned his stripes. Where it's like, man, goddamn, do we stack the box? Or we just got AJ Brown out here. And a lot of times they would choose to stack the box. You know what I mean? And that's that same. It's probably going to be more often than not that Burks gets the single coverage on the outside. Then they're also going to get him, get him involved out of the backfield. I would imagine stuff like that, that he was using college. Because I know I know Vrabel loves doing shit like that. Like Vrabel was the guy when he played that they would line that tight end. Remember that? Yeah. Or I'm sure he lo- I'm sure he loved that shit. Fuck yeah! Do you you guys remember when Tanny? took over the job and from Mariota, the, the aforementioned Mariota. And then he gets to the, the first play, drive of the playoffs against the Patriots. Remember, it was the, the Wildcat, Derrick Henry, he throws the touchdown to Ferkser. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Vrabel's a fan of doing shit like this. And like, Burks is, he, he's, you know, they're going to throw that in the arsenal. You know, on top of being the number one option in a low-pass volume team, but it's probably going to get 30% of that target market share in a low-pass offense so, so if he's throwing the ball only 10 times to get three targets you know what i mean hey say he throws the ball 30 times you know what i'm saying he's gonna get the 10 targets it's gonna be the aj brown treatment you know what i mean not saying he's aj brown talent wise it's the aj brown that that's the vacant targets that he's gonna assume that remains to be seen I mean, he was drafted higher than aj brown by the titans mm-hmm. aj brown's a second rounder if i remember correctly and yeah. uh, they traded aj brown away to get a bunch to get this kid they throw him in the aj brown role it only took aj brown half a year before he like really blew up like mm-hmm. he was like a redraft darling if you guys remember in 2019 hey. second half of the season he got you guys yeah. to the championship might have won you a championship oh yeah hey, yeah hey, he did for check, me no yeah doubt. and check this out bro um I think it was that game against the Saints too. Was that that? That was the uh, twenty sixth. That was week sixteen. That week. yeah, he got that rushing tug. Yeah, Derrick yeah. Henry was out, and then AJ Brown they used him in the backfield. He got that rushing tug. I was like, yeah, damn it, AJ Brown. I was like, that was a frustrating week because I was rooting for the Saints and then having this like silently root for AJ Brown because I had him <laughs> on my team. So I was like, you know, the house was divided. I hate that feeling, but I told him uh, that year though. Uh, he actually. He flashed. I want to say week one or week two. He took one of those. He took one of those short things to the house, like seventy with Mariota, and did he get hurt? Something like that, and he was out for a couple weeks. I, I just remember like him flashing, like week two. Like he was one of those guys that was hella drafted and dropped after week one. You know what I mean? Yep. And then like, I remember it was like week two, maybe. I'm, I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but it was just super early. And then yeah, from like week eight and on. He was just like, and his, his catch percentage was ridiculous. Like, it was like three targets. If he had three targets, he'd catch all three. Yeah, concerns me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I'll say what concerns me, though, with Burks is that I don't think he's going to be nearly that efficient. He's going to be more volume dependent, which I think he'll get volume, but it is a low-volume passing team. So I am a tad concerned about that. And then 
there's already been reports that he, I know it's way early in the process, but it, it, so far he's not been up to snuff as far as his conditioning. He had to leave practice early, winded or, or the OTAs. Yeah, was, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, I'm not saying that's like a red flag for sure, but it's just, I just, I don't, I wouldn't expect sense? him. I wouldn't expect him to be quite as flashy as A.J. Brown. I know he's filling that role, but unless he sees more volume than A.J. Brown, he's going to leave a lot of people disappointed. Hey, you see Vrabel, though? He, in, the, in, that, in the post-conference after the minicamp, they said, he said, clearly people just aren't conditioned. Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he's, yeah he's out of shape. Yeah, but he'll, It's just not a good look either way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It might not be a red flag because it's early, but if he came up, if he was there and he was in shape, it wouldn't even be a story at all. No. Yeah, he, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's First rounder, and he's just—he was already. He, Burks was the one they were saying like they were concerned that he wasn't separating good and stuff. Like he was a little slow for as far as being the top guys. But I don't think anyone is concerned about AJ Brown being slow. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a tank too. So let's get into our consensus number four. We got Garrett Wilson here, and uh, I guess I have him the highest out of all of us here and it's really because i have chris Olave right below him and really it's just because i think that zach wilson's going to be slinging it and garrett wilson's going to be one of those guys who's like the possession receiver it's going to be him and uh, and elijah moore and that they really got nothing else as far as like the pass game hey 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 Hey, miss don't you bring up Corey davis (laughs) braxton barrios (laughs) hey the tacos yeah, he's good out of the backfield, that's for sure. And um, we know that he can't really throw to the running backs unless he spends all offseason working on that, which I don't know if he's going to, but that's really the only reason why I have him like right above Alave. I just think he finishes with uh, with more receptions and ends up being more of a possession guy and a bigger part of the offense. I got you. Yeah, the, the only concern I have, though, is that is Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore down the stretch are developing a really good connection so I know that I mean, Wilson should be able to be in a prominent role and leapfrog Corey Davis. It's just if Elijah Moore is still Wilson's preferred guy, it might be a thing where the Jets, I don't know if the Jets can really produce two stud receivers. Be- like, I just, I don't know if I believe it. So if Elijah Moore ends up the number one, that might leave Wilson inconsistent. Here's my thing. Like. Day one, this is a different case right here from these other rookies. Uh, or maybe not these other ones, but from uh, Olave in, in particular, is that when Garrett walk, steps on a scene, number one corners are going to be on him. They're not going to be on no Elijah Moore in the slot or they, like he's that type of guy. He's going to be treated like that because what is it, Corey Davis? No, you know what I mean. <laughs> like he's going to draw the number one coverage for sure. But and and it's a run first team. I, I expect them to be. Yeah. Run the ball, yeah, breeze the ball. ball. Yeah, they're gonna run the ball a lot. Like, yeah. yeah, so that that is awesome. But it's that's why I have him here because I think he's like probably the most talented receiver route running. Well, he has he fits it all. The, you know, the athletic athleticism, whatever the fuck, explosiveness, all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was all. slightly better than Olave in college. I mean, yeah. on the same team at Ohio State, learned. and yeah. where he landed, that's but yeah, I, I yeah, exactly. Olave's landing there. spot way better. I feel like I did. Yeah. <laughs> these Saints and Jets. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, but he walks on as the number one guy for sure, and it makes me really love Elijah Moore just being the cheaper option. In right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah. Elijah Moore is going to be the one I end up with more shares of. Yeah, 
people people will pull him up high, hoping like everyone is always going to chase the the last year's Justin Jefferson, the the, the year after Jamar Chase, and everyone's going to be hoping like you know what I mean. Yeah, guys is that. Yeah, and let's see. So next on the list, we got Christian Watson, and it looks like uh, Guru, you got him the highest out of all of us. You got him at five. Oh yeah, yeah, I really like Christian Watson there because with. The way the Green Bay Packers did things this offseason, they they traded Devontae Adams and didn't really bring in any help veteran-wise. Yeah, they brought in Sammy Watkins, but we know the drill with Sammy Watkins. <laughs> oh, my my foot, my knee, my this, my that. Oh, hammy, man. Oh, my hammy. Yeah, hammy yeah. ridiculous. Man, he's worse than Julio with all the injuries. So, I just – and even if they ain't going to – they also might bring in a Julio, but I just I, – I don't worry about that, though, because those guys aren't going to stay healthy where Christian Watson, though, will – and I know Aaron Rodgers doesn't typically like rookies, but he's going to have to like Watson because he's going to have no one else to throw to, especially down the field. And I think as they develop their chemistry, he's going to do better and better. So I really like him for not just the short term, but for the long term, which is why I got him in the top five of these dynasty ranks. So we each have someone different at number uh, at number five, but Sky Moore, consensus higher. Consensus number uh, number six is where we're at. And Bogey, you had him the highest. At because five. he's sky to Y, hey, to the sky. You know what I mean? Why? Because I, I could really just go for the low hanging fruit and say it's motherfucking Mahomes. You know what I mean? He's attached to Mahomes, and he has a chance to be a guy for real. Now, Clyde Edwards Hilaire probably fucks it up when you look at the scope of these skill guys that they've took high in the past couple of years. You know what I mean? But see that this is yeah, this Nicole is different. Hardman too. Hardman hadn't really paid. Hardman was like a third round. Somebody wanted. I think, he, I think he was a second that. round. Was he okay? He was yeah, kind of like okay. Sky Moore. Yeah. Yeah, but see, I just love Sky Moore. He he has a little bit of he makes a little, a little bit of mental mistakes. Like runs the wrong route. Like right. Where he was supposed to he's supposed to cut in, but he cuts out and the ball sails in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've seen a couple things like that. But he can run routes like a motherfucker. That's the thing. He probably just got so many route patterns in his head. He just runs, oh, oh shit, that was 172B, not 172C. You know what I mean? He's just a tactician. I went down, to, I might have went down the rabbit hole too much. And he got this little documentary. It's hella dope. It's like an hour long, his lead up to the draft and then getting drafted. So it was, it's kind of tight. But because I was already big on the kid before I seen that shit. And he also, a big pause. He has these big ass gigantic hands, bro, bigger than all the receivers in, in his class. And that's what he's like really known for is his hands, bro. Like, and like when you have someone like MVS over there on the other side, and like Miko Hardman, where MVS having bad Juju. hands. Yeah, Miko and you know, Juju's a totally different receiver. I'm just talking about the other guys that are gonna be out wide. Oh, this okay, guy, okay. yeah, he's gonna be out wide, saying, and he's also gonna be the guy they move around the formation, they'll put him inside. Like, he's when they go four wide. They're gonna get they're they're gonna get interesting with him, just the same way they did with Tyreek Hill. Only difference is no one's as fast like Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and we're not looking for that. And there's a lot of vacated targets, but they also filled it up with some respectable names that are gonna take a lot of these targets. That's why I have him so hot. I mean, so low in that sense. I would love to get him in my top five just because I am bullish on him the most out of everybody. But you gotta be realistic when you have a Kelsey and, and then a Juju and then Miko and. So MBS, forth. yeah. MBS, fucking 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the Fresh Prince of Hilaire, out of the yeah, backfield. yeah. That's why I was a little lower on him in the rankings because I'm just I'm not sure how exactly at seventh I have him because I'm not really sure yet where he's gonna stack up in that offense. Maybe he'll break out and be Mahomes go to other than Kelsey, but I'm not so sure because he got if Mahomes is going like 650 pass attempts this year. Everybody's eating, but yeah. it's just tough with that because like, like like some weeks Hardman would eat. Some weeks Watkins would eat. Some weeks Pringle would eat. Some weeks Demarcus Robinson would eat. And it was hella annoying because we never knew who was going to eat. Hell, even Tyree Kill was inconsistent for a lot of his you career up until the past few years. A, it's getting a little bit more like that, though, in the NFL because there's so many more developed wide receivers. And it's it's easier now than ever to be a 1,000-yard uh, receiver because of the 17 games. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, this 1,000 yards, you had to take, take oh, out with a grain of salt now. Let's get the numbers. Not too different going all the way back. Remember, we were looking at this kind of it's not too different, but it is easier because you need less yards yeah, per game yeah. to be able to get there. But because there's a better array of wide receivers, there's just not as many top heavy wide receivers anymore. So it's really like touchdowns, and that's what separates a lot of the, the men from the boys out there. And those, wide yeah, that's what we'll have to see who becomes the Mahomes preferred red zone guy, which Tyree Kill was. So if Sky Moore can become that, well, then yeah, sky's the limit for him. Sky with two wide. He got them long ass arms, Brandon, big ass hands. He's, you know what I mean? Yeah, if he can be that guy, because I definitely don't see Juju being and that guy. Look how tall he is, because I know he's shorter. Like he's a little short, but so was Tyreek Hill. Like, this is why they're they're. they're I think they're about the same size. They got him listed at five ten. Okay. Yeah, Tyreek. Um, yeah, but but his arms when he puts his arms in the air, bro, he's bigger than Mo Ali Cox, bro. <laughs> when he puts actually, I'm not gonna lie. When he bigger, when he puts his arms in the air, he's probably like seven feet tall for real. Like he got some long ass arms, bro. Now the player that I was a little bit more bullish on than you guys were, Jamison Williams. I got him at number five. Guru's got him at six. Bogey's got him at in the um, eighth. The reason why I like him is their defense. It sucks. It may be a little bit better than it has been in the past, but they're gonna have to keep chucking it no matter what. Uh, their schedule is not looking too nice as far as the teams that they're playing. They're gonna have to be throwing it a lot. Amon Ross St. Brown's gonna be the number one guy. The thing about Jamison, they say that he's. And I know it's agent speaking, like Bogey's going to say, but he's a little bit ahead of where they already thought that he was going to be coming off the ACL. He's definitely the most talented guy in this draft, but the ACL just in the chance. This is why you don't play in those championship games. Like, who cares? Those bowl games? Yeah. Like, yeah, Nick, Nick Saban, man. Nick Saban fucked over both uh, Jameson and Mechie, man. F fuck Nick Saban. We could do a whole show on that. He's He's the worst. Hey, Nick Saban don't give a fuck about none of them. No, no he really doesn't. He's all about wanting to get more and more natties because he's just, he's like the Belichick of college football. It's never enough. No, nah, he's, he's like the coach in varsity blues of that. That's really who he reminds me of, man, motherfucker. But yeah, Jameis, it's Jared Goffel. Like that's really going to be the argument against him. But we saw what Amon Ross St. Brown could do. They got DJ Chark and that's really about it. AJ, I know it was Sean McVay, but we have seen Goffle produce two fantasy viable receivers with when whether it was Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup or Woods. Like he always had two two out of the three were fantasy. They finished in top twenty four. So there's that. You know what I mean? Because they're gonna yeah, have to the, uh, yeah. I'll say the reason I, I prefer Jamison 
more. I, I actually don't mind him for dynasty because I don't think golf will be there long term for redraft. I don't like him that much because for one, he's coming off the ACL, and two, golf is not good at, at pushing the ball down the field. I think Amonra and Hawkinson will be the primary targets this year, but long term, no. Once they can get a quarterback with a with an actual arm instead of the idiot golf, like they're gonna Jamison's gonna yeah. go to the moon at that point. And that's where I'm at. I, I can agree with everything y'all saying. The reason I have him the lowest is because I don't know the future too. Like everyone says this 2023 QB class is going to be, it's going to rival the 2020 class. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. Oh, I you think know. it will. I've already looked at some of the names in that 23 class. They've got, I don't obviously not all these are going to go in the first round, but they've got eight guys that could all go in the first round potentially. So I think at least four or five end up doing so. And one's definitely going to Detroit. Who? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully one would have been to get the ball to Jamison. Hell, maybe his only Bryce Young would be the perfect one. That was his quarterback at Alabama. Yeah. And we're in a, we're living in a league where they just want to they want to pair all these motherfuckers up with their boys too. So right, yeah. Burrow Chase, Kyler Hollywood, Tua and Waddle. If Chase didn't go to the Bengals. He would have been he would like he would have called Burrow like you fucking lie, bro. I came through in the orange and black, everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> you fucking told me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Had me looking stupid out here when I went to the Rams. <laughs> Had me looking stupid when I went to Washington. <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins. <laughs> right. All right. Next on our list, we got George Pickens and Bogey. You got him the highest at number seven. He is the consensus number eight on our list. Yeah. He, what is he coming off of? He's coming off another. He's an injury guy, too. He's a guy, I'm pretty sure, he's not coming off anything. He's a guy that played down oh. the stretch. So, I'm pretty sure he's Absolutely. healthy. Okay. All right. So, look at this. He's a dope-ass receiver. I'm not even going to – my take's not even going to have anything to do with him, his skill set. It's just the fact that the, the Roonies, bro – and in their in their time, they just find receivers. And this 100%. guy's gonna be connected to Kenny Pickett. It's sooner than later, and like that. And I almost, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that it starts with Trubisky right away, I probably would have George Pickett higher. Because when I get into him as a player, that he's a bad motherfucker too, bro. Situationally, yeah. his situation that he's in, because if they're probably not gonna when they draft a guy like this, they're probably not gonna pay Deontay. Johnson after this year they didn't pick up his fifth year option and then they're smart they're gonna get the best out of Deontay this year and then the following year bro it's, it's, this guy's gonna be the number one and, and we'll probably see him this year too already play a number two role and eat because Deontay's taking away number one coverage so I like it especially with Najee too like Najee just helps everyone all receivers there maybe yeah it's still money it's still Trubisky can he be money Mitch he flashes sometimes and we'll see yeah, the only concern I have would be like these past few years though with Pittsburgh, it's all been guys that have ate because of Big Ben. So how will this new quarterback situation affect things? I think Pickett will be all right, but I'm just I'm not sold that Pickens will be able to do quite as well as like Juju did that year. A B Deontay. I think he's got upside, but I wouldn't expect him to to be a WR1 per se, but at, at his current price, you're not expecting that. So no. at his current price, he's, he's a value. He could be a guy that like, if you extrapolate just like the patent of the back uh, half of the season, he probably could be a top 24 guy, like a WR2. It's, it's possible. If he, it depends on how quick he could leapfrog Claypool. It was ironic that 
for the draft, Claypool was announced their second round pick, and it was George Pickens. You could tell he was kind of like, like, like oh, they really played me. They really played. They just they drafted my replacement and made me announce it. Look at this. He was the guy that was holding the phone for Juju while he was doing all them dumbass dances back in 2020. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Juju, man. Yeah, they better keep him away from Jackson Mahomes. All right. Getting into uh, the number nine consensus, we got Han Dotson for Washington. I got him at number eight. Bogey has him at number nine. He just missed Spencer's list. A lot of this. Johan. Yeah, I almost put him, but I don't like the fit. I hate the fit with the commandos, but. Yeah, the commandos, they took a step back, and I don't even like calling them commandos. They're just Washington. Yeah, for real. Their defense is taking a step back. And as solid as they looked like a couple years ago, I just feel like this is going to be more of a pass-first team than a uh, run-first team. We already see that. That's already where they're going with uh, the Gibson and uh, J.D. McKissick duo back there. And then the, the guy that they drafted. You know, the running back is Robinson. Oh, he, well, yeah. he's more of a big back. but He might snake some goal lines away. Yeah, yeah, they brought him in more for that, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I see your point, Huss. Yeah, they might not be quite as good defensively. I don't know if Chase Young can get healthy. That would help, but we'll see. I just, I don't trust Carson Wentz, though, and then Scary Terry's still there. So there's just, to me, not going to be enough for, for Jahan. I think a lot of it will depend on if they ex- extend Scary Terry or not, which I think they will. I don't think they let him walk, so which, that's why I'm not feeling Dotson. But if they would let Scary Terry walk, then there's dots and arrows pointing way they didn't pick up his fifth year option either too so well, he didn't have good. one he wasn't a first round pick oh yeah well, they didn't yeah they didn't give him his extension yeah. yet yeah but i think yeah, they will. He, he's a yeah that's right he, he was a second round guy along with uh, the, all the mother motherfuckers the, the yeah like deontay and, yeah none of them had fifth year off. yeah that's right I, I, yeah i shouldn't have said that about deontay earlier too that's right he's he was a second round guy third round even right yeah, he's yeah, no fifth year option yeah aj brown got paid and oh yeah well, know, but it's, uh, yeah yeah he's got mclaurin dotson and uh, logan thomas hey, have the, hey cut that part out but yeah that's not a whole lot <laughs> i like dotson though he's and Wentz is probably only going to be there for one year anyways. I mean, he's a bridge to this 2023 class as well. And it's, it's Howell, right? Yeah, they took Howell in the fifth round. There's no commitment to him. But yeah, if he would look good in camp or something, he he, he might. I stay. mean, yeah, fifth round and shit. But He'll yeah, there's no, another yeah. guy next year for sure. Yep. All right. Now, Alec Pierce. That's who we got. At Ooh, number yeah. 10, Spencer, you got him at number nine. I got him at number 10, and it looks like he just missed uh, Bogey's list. But what do you like about Alec Pierce? Yeah, I just say he's a big target who just seems to be a very just complete receiver. Like, he seems like a guy that could stretch the field if needed, go over the middle. Like, he's going to be able to do a lot. Where I think with him and Pittman, like, they're just going to – and Matt Ryan, like, I know JT's the focal point of that offense, but Matt, they're going to throw a little more with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's old, but he can still sling it. So I think that Alec Pierce, without much else there, like, I don't really think they're going to need to bring in a Julio or a bring back T.Y. Hilton because it's just – with Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman, that's really all they're going to need. And in their tight ends, they're Jelani Woods, Moali Cox, because with JT being the focal point, they don't need a whole lot of weapons. They're more of a – quality over quantity as far as that and i think pierce is a very quality option 
And I really think him going across the middle, and that's going to be clutch to him really being a bigger part of the offense, like right away. Pittman's a beast, but both guys are going to be learning with a new QB. That's the thing that Pierce has going for him right now is Pittman still has to get used to uh, working yeah. with Ryan and vice versa. You build a rapport faster, you never know. Right, yeah. right. We got two guys here. It's really our top 12 because two guys, each of us had someone on the list who someone else didn't, I guess. Yeah, or well, I actually, I didn't. You did. Bogey had John Mechie and uh, and Spencer had Jalen Tolbert. And those guys were like literally 11 and 12. Yeah. And that. I had Alec Pierce and Tolbert as my fucking, my, my, my 11 and 12. So what do you like about Mechie, Bogey? I just like the situation, bro. He has a chance to be the number one for real. Like how long they extend Brandon Cooks and Brandon put, it's one of those front loaded deals too. So he might go like two seasons out that joint maybe a season maybe just one more this season you know what I mean? there's only two years i think yeah so it might even just be this season you know what i'm saying that's right it is a two i thought it was a three-year joint yes and mechie it might not be immediate obviously because he's coming off that fucking saving shit yeah and but yeah bro he just he's one of those guys bro he could do it all you know what i mean just crispy route runner he could be a ppr guy he could be a true number one you know what i'm saying i like mechie than a motherfucker yeah, yeah, I like him too. Yeah, he just missed the cut on mine. I'd have probably put him at yeah. eleven because yeah, he's somebody that yeah, it's just yeah. it's just yeah, the situation yeah, it's just we don't know exactly how good the Texans' offense will be. I hope Davis Mills can keep it up, but I just I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, we we love the judge. We love the judge. Hopefully yeah, he stands out, but it's just I don't know. To it. I'm just concerned that maybe last season was a bit of a fluke, but we'll see. Hopefully he'll he'll. <laughs> Prove that he's oh, no, no, no. here to stay. That, you say fluke, I say flashes. Because, you know what I mean? A fluke would have been like he was really consistently good. He was only good in flashes. We need him to get up to fluky status this year. The thing he's got going for him is uh, that defense really isn't the best. Even though it's Levy Smith and is well, it's well improved, it, it's still not the best. And people are going to score on that team and he's going to have to throw. And yeah. last guy on here, Jalen Tolbert, J just missed the cut on mine and, and Bogey said on his too. Why do you like him so much, Spence? You got him right in the top 10. I like it though. I got him just right outside the top 10. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like him because of, I like the situation. I really like the situation there in Dallas because we know how much, as much as they want to try to establish the run with Zeke and Tony Pollard, I'm, Zeke is just getting too old. And I'm, Tony Pollard, Tony Pasta, as Bogey likes to call him, he's just... He's not really built to be a workhorse. So if Zeke craps out and it's just Pollard and a bunch of scrubs, they're going to be throwing it a shit ton. And Dak Prescott, we all know he can sling it. He's a guy that's capable of throwing for over 5,000 yards. And Gallup's coming off an ACL. C.D. Lamb's really good, but there's only so much he can do. Dalton Schultz is solid. So there's going to be an opening there for a lot of targets. Those Amari Cooper vacated targets. And I think Tolbert sees a lot of those because I don't – Yep, even, even my man Cedric, hey, Mr. Wilson's gone, like, for what that's worth. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, they, and they brought in James here. Washington, who should fill that role, that, that number four role, and so I think Tolbert's going to be the guy, well, Gallup will be the number two, but Tolbert could, should be the number three, and Gallup put up solid numbers there as the number three, so Tolbert, he, I actually really like him for redraft, I mean, I like him for dynasty too, but for redraft, he's somebody that, I'll be taking him a lot in the double-digit rounds, and he could be a potential yeah. league winner, especially like if something would happen to I mean, see. He's going to get in there in training camp. He's going to be with the one. He, he has a chance to be with the ones in training camp and then all the way through the preseason and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what they're going to be asking him to do a lot there. He has a chance he, to. 
because yeah. Gallup not be gonna be ready. James, you know, James, he'll easily beat out James Washington, in my opinion. I like Tolbert. Tolbert, he's a bad boy. Yep, I love the fit. Perfect fit, I feel like, for immediate and long-term production. I usually never draft rookie wide receivers just because if they don't do good in the first two or three weeks, they end up getting dropped anyways by whoever has them because they're usually like the last man like on the bench, and you always got one or two rotating spots because everyone's making moves every yeah. single week. But, yeah, I do agree with you on Jalen Tolbert, though, being mixed in and uh, right away coming in as the number three right behind Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup's hurt, so who knows how much he's going to be doing in the beginning of the season. So maybe he, he might start the year on the pup. Maybe. In true, in true Jerry Jones fashion, they're talking about eat for preseason, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, don't, I don't buy that. Yeah. And when you're paid, you don't need to rush back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. They, yep. So here's one final look at uh, at our um, all three of our range on these top ten, and uh, yeah, appreciate you guys rocking with us. One final announcement: got to remind everyone to go join a hustler league. Get in on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/ffhustler420, and we're doing the signed Ricky Williams jersey giveaway uh, this month at the end of the month. So that's one of the perks of being a Patreon member is uh, we do signed jersey giveaways every month. And uh, Spencer, what do you got going on that you got to plug? All right, all right. Yeah, y'all can go check me out on all social media platforms at Spencer the Guru, hashtag Guru Nation, as well as bet.nola.com. We've got fresh content up there every day. And then for the Guru brand, we're back live with Mock Draft Mondays. We're getting that going on. We're live on YouTube this past Monday. went really well. I liked it better than, uh, than Instagram Live. So I think we're going to keep that going. Live on YouTube, the Spencer the Guru YouTube channel, every Monday at around 9 p.m. Eastern, the 6 p.m. West Coast time, we'll be having our Mock Draft Monday. I think we might do a Dynasty startup mock this week, so I'll let you know, Huss and our bogey, if y'all want to come on and we can we can rock. Oh, yeah. 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 All Universe, right. give me money. We're out. Peace. Ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just wanna make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it's grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the chef, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies, make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. I'm out here for a pill. You ain't no money trying to get this money for a real. I want to find a thing in my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money! Show me the money! Okay, let's go smoke that joint. All right, a new thing that we got going. We're going to keep the bloopers in. We're going to do it all the way at the end. So check out this little blooper reel from this video. How long do you think it takes Aaron Rodgers before he finally takes a shower? I think it's been about three years now. Aaron gets greasier and greasier. Hey, oh. just the, the, last time we, the last time he took a shower, 
was at the end of 2019, and he's been the MVP ever since, bro. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's he taking showers before the damn playoff games. Maybe he can win. <laughs> he's going on another yoga retreat real soon. Like, you can't ditch that smell. That's a requirement <laughs> for getting out there. Holy <laughs> shit. <Yeah>. He's <laughs> the best thinky out there. Shout out to my man, A-Rod. Yeah, never get sacked because like or like never to get turned it over because like, they're scared. They're scared to get near him. Like, oh, that's why Devontae Adams is like, look, bro, look, bro, I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out, man. I gotta go back with Derek. <laughs> Derek Carr, he he's he showers twice a day, probably. So yeah, he, he smokes. Hey, you know how like in the cartoons, if you smell, it'd be like a little green like lines coming off you and shit. Right? Like when he throws the ball, it's like a green streak. Yeah, like goddamn the goddamn kid from Charlie Brown, the one with the uh, that had the, the the smoke coming off of it because yes, he yeah. smelled so bad. <laughs> what was his Pink name? Pin. They called him Pig, Pig Pin. Pin. Oh yeah, Pig Pin. You felt it got the dirt all over him every time he took a step. It was like poof, poof, poof. <laughs> hey, you know what though? At least they, so he at least they didn't make him the black character. I ain't gonna lie, because yeah, that would be. It was just, it was good old trailer trash. <laughs> he was a trailer trash kid, just all dusty and, and crusty. 